So one time, all I got the shortest commute call, well, except maybe the lady down the hall. Because uh, it was from the guy that owned the building that he lived in. I said, Ollie, I wonder if you could help. I don't know if this is exactly the kind of work you do, but there's something that's destroying all the gardens and bushes and stuff around the apartment building. You know, we own all that green space behind, and you know, we try to make it a nice little garden and stuff, and like a park, but the plants are all dying, and there's these like holes in them, and I don't know quite what's going on. There's some malicious animal that's like destroying all my gardening work, and <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's just a hobby. I mean, my business is the apartment building, but it's frustrating to be like trying to make it all nice and have some, some animal be tearing it apart. Well, I said, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I can look into that for you. I mean, you know, I would have to charge my normal right, rates. They said, yeah, that's fine. I saw your rates on your website. It's cool. I think that makes sense. The owner, uh, yeah, the owner of the building, yeah. Also, said we weren't going to flop around and kick. We're going to sit still somewhere. Get your hand out of your mouth. Would you sit up there or something? Yeah, I want to. So the first thing all he did was he went outside and started to take a look. Greta, can you put your arm down? Greta. I know, but you need to put your arm down because it's bedtime, honey. We're not doing all this stuff to keep ourselves awake. Um, to see what, you know, he wanted to go look at the damage. So he was uh, poking around the bushes, and he saw, around the bushes especially, but in some other spots too, like around the flowers, there were holes in the ground. They were about the size of a softball, like, like this big. So it's a pretty big, but not like huge. Yeah, just yeah but, but big enough to be concerning. Also, get your hand out of your mouth. Mm, don't, don't, back up, I can see you. And I thought, you know, in a pinch, I could probably squeeze into that hole, but I'm not sure I want to resort to that yet. So I looked around some of the other areas where some of the plants had been destroyed by this mysterious, he assumes, an animal. He saw kind of the same thing. There were these big burrows. No, they're about the size of a softball, about this big. Look at me, over here. They're about this big. Oh, that's big. That's like just as big as. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. That's a softball, but it's just your aquarium, huh? Please, please be quiet. Can we stop? Can we stop the questions, please? And, um, but he really didn't want to get in the hole. That sounded really unpleasant. You put that in your mouth again and I'm taking it away. You're not getting it back. I was just brushing it on my face. It's not on your excuses. I literally was brushing it on my face. So I thought maybe I should do a little stakeout. And it was one of the most comfortable stakeouts he'd ever done because he was able to do it from his own apartment. He set up he built a little like stand, kind of like a, a deer stand. Not that the three of you know quite what that is. Um, but it's like a little platform that hung out of his window. He made it out of an air conditioning bracket. So basically just put a board on an air conditioner bracket. Um, and he sat on it and watched. 
tried to see if you could see this, whatever this animal was. So we watched the garden area. We watched all day, basically, but didn't see anything. You did some reading about you know animals that burrow around in gardens. And it came up with a couple different options. Rats are one. Uh, groundhogs were another. Rabbits were another. And what he was seeing in the books that he was reading, or the web pages that he was reading more accurately, uh, were that most of those animals are more active at night. They're mostly mm -hmm. nocturnal. The most of the animals were. Yeah, so most of them were nocturnal. So we thought, well, maybe that's when I want to go, since it looks like we're going to have to crawl in that hole. Maybe I want to go at night. And we thought about it some more. I think, well, no, actually, I think I want to go during the day. I think I want to go when that animal's most likely to be asleep. So at least if I run into it, I'll get the drop on it. So I, you know, quit for the day. He woke up in the morning again, waited until about 9 o'clock, and then he got his flashlight out. And he went down to one of the holes, doing as best as he could. It was a tight fit, even for Ollie. But he could get in there. So he wiggled his way into the hole and squirted his way around in there. And there's a whole network of tunnels, which is sort of what Ollie suspected. A bunch of, not all the holes, but a bunch of the holes connected to each other through these underground tunnels. It was like a set of three or four little networks of tunnels. And I was looking at... Well, it was really hard to tell when crawling through a tunnel how low he went, but about three feet underground, roughly. Not too deep. Maybe, maybe as much as five feet at the deepest. So he was poking around and digging around, trying to figure out what was going on, trying to find something useful some information. And then he turned a corner kind of between two holes and there it opened up into a larger chamber, a larger a den. Now I carefully shined his flashlight in there and there he saw, there he saw three, no, two big sl sleeping balls of fur and one little sleeping ball of fur. Ah, these are the animals. He carefully crept in, being as quiet as he could, didn't want to disturb them, to try and figure out what they were. He's looking at him with the flashlight, all of a sudden they started to stir, they started to woke up, wake up, maybe it was the light, maybe it was, maybe Ollie made some noise, but they started to wake up and make some sort of scritchy, scritching noises. And then one turned to look right at Ollie. And, well, it was a groundhog. Ollie was able to determine that. And then he started running away because the groundhog started making angry noises. Of course it would, because all of a sudden there's an octopus inside of its den. And it's sleeping. You'd make angry noises. So Ali fled and squirted his way out of the holes as quickly as possible. And he turned around and the groundhog hadn't followed. And okay. Well, I have an answer. The malicious mammal. It's a groundhog, but what to do about it? Just, I think he should stay out. He did, he did, he did the stay out. 
Turn to day. And, but he should do it during the night. All right, sure. Well, I thought, okay, so now I know what it is. I need to understand what it's doing. Now that I know that it's a groundhog, it's a nocturnal animal, I'm going to come back at night and watch. So he came back about sundown, and he found a spot in the yard where he could see most of the holes. And he'd set up little lights, little LED battery lights, near the holes so that when the animals came out, he'd be able to see them from where he was. And he watched for a while, for like an hour and a half, and then he saw two little heads poke out of one of the holes. And then their big brown bodies came out after. And then the little groundhog came after. And they scampered around for a bit, doing, oh, I couldn't quite tell what, but he assumed that they were foraging for food. I didn't really know what a groundhog eats, and I, and I don't either, to be honest with you. Nuts and seeds, maybe, I guess. <laughs> Going around the yard. And they did spend some time digging some new holes. And they scratched at some of the trees, and all I could see how they were damaging the plants from all the digging and scratching and kicking around. Well, I was tempted to go and sort of yell at them to scare them off, but he was pretty sure that wouldn't do any lasting good. So he just, having seen what he needed to see, went back inside. Morning, he called up the apartment owner. He told him what he'd found. I said, ah, groundhogs. Groundhogs. All right. Well, the groundhogs I have tangled with before. Do you want to see how I deal with groundhogs? Oh, I said, sure. So I said, yeah, all right, meet me around the back in the garden at 1 o'clock. That's a something through teeth. And you met the landlord there, the owner of the apartment building. And uh, he had with him three, not like a, like a box of um, little sticks. They looked like sticks of dynamite, but I was pretty sure they wouldn't be sticks of dynamite because that seemed like overkill. What's dynamite? It's explosive. So they used to break apart rock. Oh. But I was pretty sure it wasn't that. So he said, so what, what is that? So this is just the perfect thing for getting rid of moles and groundhogs. <laughs> it's a smoke bomb. You drop this sucker in the holes while you light it, and you drop it in the holes. It's going to send out a ton of smoke and fill the dens. I said, is that going to hurt the groundhogs? Said, no, not this kind anyway. But they're going to, it's going to make them, it's going to scare them. It's going to scare them away. And it's going to make the whole den, the whole burrow system smell really, really bad to them. So they won't come back. Do you want to, do you want to drop one, Ollie? I said, sure. All had a lighter with him. So they each picked one of the holes. You know, remember there were three networks of tunnels? Ingrid, stop flopping around. Lie still. Lie still. So they lit the fuse and they dropped the smoke bombs in the holes. And then the owner went over and dropped one in the other hole. Nothing happened at first. And then after, I don't know, maybe a minute, 
smoke started billowing out of all the holes. It was like the whole ground was on fire. Because there were a bunch of holes at that point. And the smoke came just billowing out, and it was kind of stinky smoke, and it was thick, thick smoke, like, like oatmeal. Elsa, please stop flopping around. Just lie still. Elsa, serious, stop moving. The holes? No, this is the same holes we've been talking about the whole time. The the dynamites. The smoke bombs were about the size of like a sharpie marker. Well, not like twice as big as a sharpie marker. Like two sharpie markers. Yeah. But yeah, then after a few minutes, after the smoke started coming out of the holes, then out came darting one big, one little, one more big groundhogs running off into the day fleeing their hole. And they ran off, they ran off into the forest. And the owner said, all right, I think that's the last of them. And I said, you sure they won't be back? I said, well, I'm going to fill in these holes. That would frustrate them, but yeah, now usually when you do this, they stay away, they find some other place to be. Honestly, they'll be happier in the forest than they will in my garden anyway, and I'll be a lot happier to have them not tearing up my plants. So, Ollie, thanks for you. I said, hey, sure, I learned a lot about, learned a lot about groundhogs, and who knows when that's going to come in handy next. And that is the story of Ollie and the malicious mammals. Malicious.